Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And just as always, we're going to start off the show with a little bit little bit of catch-up, since I only get to see you once a week. And then uh, we'll front-load some anime headlines, roll into some car headlines, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about NASA prep coming up. Yeah, we're going to the moon. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you invest in AMC, right? No, no don't take my financial advice. <laughs> Definitely never take financial advice from a car guy because we're going to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Oh, dude, I'm a prime example. Every time I run into it, I'm just like, what car stuff can I buy? <laughs> I mean, granted, I'm always spending my money on car things, car stuff and all that stuff, but I never thought about what you just said right now. Like, it didn't click to me until now. Because you're in it. You're in too deep, Exa- Manny. Exactly, you're right? in too deep. <laughs> the, well call, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Could be. Yeah. Well, Manny, we had actually a ton of events that we uh, talked about and you know, kind of promoted last week. That we didn't go to. I went to one of them. <laughs> Which one? I went to the uh, Shred the Trend. Oh, that's right. It's yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. We record on Mondays. That was on Sunday. It was yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was It was dope. Super, super dope. Where was this located at? Uh, this was in Paula. Paula. Oh, okay. So, Paula Casino. So, that's Palma Valley, I'm guessing, correct? No idea. <laughs> you took the 79, right? I took the 15. 15. Pretty much you take the 15 down. And you take the 76 east. Sure. I I just know it's the exit that you would go towards Oceanside, but instead of going west, you go east, and it's there. Oh, okay. So past Escondido and past Ramona. I think so. Shit. Not past Escondido. It's, I, not, I'm it's, get- it's just past Temecula. It's like super super north of san diego county yeah i'm getting my, uh, like i'm all over the place on san diego most of the time so i'm getting my, all my areas mixed up okay right now. yeah yeah no it's just just past temecula so that's actually where i do my bite night for uh my dog trainer yeah yeah okay so i was right yeah 76 okay and uh he he has like an 1800 acre property or something it's some crazy crazy big property and he has a section where there's like a bunch of abandoned warehouses and it looks like it used to be like an old farm, like a cattle farm or something. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because, you know, you think graffiti is like where people, you, you know, you do it where people want to see it. Yeah. No, all that whole thing, nobody ever sees it, but it's all tagged up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they set up the skate park in there, like some ramps, some vert runs, some rails, they sent the band up in there and a bunch of vendor booths. Um, outside, they had like a, a couple horses for like the kids to ride and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, CJ Ramon was just casually walking through everywhere, signing autographs and stuff. Did you get the autograph though? No, I didn't. <laughs> Damn it, Tony. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe next time. There won't be a next time. Well. Maybe or maybe not. It turns out um, my pops has a whole lot more Instagram clout than I do. He does? CJ Ramon follows my dad. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I guess they've been talking about um, getting him a puppy. Huh. So I was kind of like, cool, cool, cool. So when it's time for uh, CJ to pick up his puppy, why don't you just let me give it to him? (laughs) This man... So that'd be pretty cool because I mean, right now my dad has uh, he has puppies, which are the second generation of my dog. Yeah, same parents and everything, mm-hmm. you know. So it'd be cool if CJ Ramon picked up one of the one of the younger siblings to my dog. That'd be that'd be pretty cool to see. Okay, okay. But yeah, that, it was a cool event. Um, the bands were really good. Food was good. There was beer, you know, like really really cool event. It was actually. It was nice to change up the pace a little bit. It's been a while since I've seen live music. <laughs> Especially since we missed our, our normal punk event that we go to all the time, Sabroso Festival. Uh, that, is, that is a question that I had for you, honestly. What's that? Uh, we are now in summertime. 
and everybody expects things to go back to normal as soon as possible so we can start going out to events and everything concerts so in terms of conventions and expos do you think we're ready um i mean statistically by the numbers no because not everybody's vaccinated like mm-hmm. they should be but uh as a sociology, like everybody's mindset, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just being real, I think, you know, no matter how you might feel about it, you know, it shouldn't be a political thing, but it is, you know, in all it reality. Is. Right? It is. So no matter how you might feel about it on either side, everybody's fucking sick of it, right? So I think statistically by the data where we should be at, no, we're not fucking ready, but... I don't think that's going to stop people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? It, it's not. Hopefully it does. You know, the 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 fear or the risk is, is that with the low number of vaccinations that the virus is going to have a chance to mutate, mutate, create a different strand, and then everybody's got to go through oh, the whole shit all over again. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that doesn't fucking happen. And we could just keep going because, yeah, I'm fucking sick of it. I think everybody is. So, yeah, I think socially everybody's ready. But I think statistically, no. (laughs) So whether or not it'll happen, I don't know. For sure. If anything, maybe uh, we can work on getting some of the events ourselves better. True. You know what I mean? Like we had the uh, Okadi, right? Mm-hmm. At the Garden Walk. Maybe let's... Did you notice anything? Did I notice anything? Ever since we had the event with Arc Movement, or we went to the event for Arc Movement at Garden Walk, almost every single big car meet or car event that's happening now ever since that day is always at the Garden Walk. Huh. You know, I hadn't really paid attention to it. Yeah. But the Japanese classic car show was there too, right? Yeah, they did a second location. And then apparently there was another event that happened this weekend that was also at the Garden Walk. Hey, maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe they're reaching out to the community because we're bringing in numbers which are helping the businesses right now because they True. need it. You know what I mean? True. They need, they need the, the foot traffic coming in and eating yeah, at the restaurants. Because Disney be raping them on the rents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, man. Just imagine Mickey Mouse going in to collect rent. Oh, he's gangster. You know he's going to do some <laughs> shit. <laughs> and his backup is goofy. <laughs> I would try to make some noises, but we might get copyrighted. I know. It's just flag. No, it won't be accurate enough. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't taking the chance. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, the event was cool. I mean, um, I pretty much stayed there a little bit late. And... Kind of talk to some of the guys that I see there all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, for me, it was like a good good event. Like I said, I haven't seen live music in a while, dude. Yeah. I miss concerts. I miss shows. I miss several, so honestly. Yeah. Hopefully, they do have it next year. Hopefully, hopefully. And it was also, again, for my other hobby, it was good training for Koro. So, it was a good day. It was a good day. Nice. How about you? Uh, I mean, what what did I do? What did I do, honestly? I mean, Saturday, I just pretty much did like a in real life meetup with some Twitch streamers that uh, one of our buddy Leo he got in he got in contact with and became friends with. So pretty much we spent the day just having cream barbecue with everybody. And then we went to round one, and then we just finished off the night just hanging out in the parking lot at a boba shop. But we were at round one for a good while, and I was surprised that round one was open already at this point. And of course, I mean, like almost any other place, I think just controlling the amount of people inside. So like, there was just a huge line of just people outside waiting. To That's get what in. I was going to ask if yeah. they actually like counted people or kept people outside. Yeah, security was was on on point on that shit for round one. Okay, so did they, like did they give you a time limit, or you just kind of had to stand there until enough people left? Yeah, until enough people left. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Security was keeping track on the numbers shoot luckily we got there before the huge line formed so we were able to get in quickly that would be so deteriorating to me man (laughs) if i showed up and there was a giant line and and i had to rely on fucking people getting off of games and stuff to get in and to leave yeah hell no that's crazy 
Other than that, I mean, Saturday, Sunday, I was supposed to go to the JDM Classic Car and Cars and Coffee. But Saturday's plans uh, didn't have me home until like pretty much after 2, p- 2 a.m. So my body was just not in the mood to like wake up within the next few hours just to wake up early and just go to uh, Anaheim. Especially with the amount of work I've been doing this whole week, uh, this, this past week, uh, training our new driver and everything for our business. So yeah, but once he's done, though, that's gonna alleviate some stuff for you, right? Hopefully, hopefully, because okay. we did have two workers just quit on us. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looking for work, hit up Manny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the plan. Hopefully, it alleviates me a little bit. But no, I mean, I was just too tired, so I never got the chance to go to the JDM Classic Car. I just just said I'm gonna sleep in because I needed it. Okay. Well, I was going to go to the uh, Turbos and Titties. Oh, yeah. I asked you about that, too. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my mom ended up coming by, and I wrapped the hood of her car. Wrapped the hood of her car. Yeah, I posted some pictures on the uh, on the Instagram. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah. Not not too bad, I guess. Not too bad. Okay. Um, I've You know, I've wrapped, like, little small pieces and stuff. And her hood didn't have like a lot, a lot of curves to it. Just mm-hmm. kind of like a, you know, kind of like outside going inward creases and a small curvature. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't excessive. So I figured, fuck it, I'll try it. <laughs> so how was your first actual wrap job then? Um, it was okay. It was okay. Time consuming. Um, I think the prep was more sand time consuming, mm. mostly because her hood was super oxidated, like the clear coat and everything. Yeah. So the clear coat was so bad, like, you know, I had to kind of sand it down, get everything smooth again. And once everything was prepped, um, I pretty much just kind of like stuck the top and started kind of like stretching it out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be so much easier with more than one person. Oh, okay. I see what you mean now. Because it, it seemed like if you just lay it out like a sticker and you just lay it down and start, you know, maybe somebody who's listening knows a little bit more about it and can give me some tips. But if you just kind of lay it out and try to spread from there and just use your squeegee, you're not going to get the curves right at all. Yeah. Like you kind of have to stretch it and stretch it and stretch it. And it by myself, it was kind of hard to get it to hold up top and kind of like stretch evenly each way and, and just get it to look nice. Okay. So I kind of had to like stretch the center down, squeegee that flat, and then kind of go diagonally on one side and then go diagonally on the other. So it took a little bit of dicking around with, but yeah, it came out okay. 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 So she's she's practiced. I guess I'll try to get <laughs> on another car. Okay. But yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, but uh, with that, let's roll into some headlines, Manny. Yeah, so quick little update. July 7th is the premiere debut for Maid Dragon Season 2. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Dragon Maid or Maid Dragon? Miss Koei, she's Dragon Maid Dragon. Damn it. <laughs> now, I have to, now I have to think about it. Like, it we didn't shit. sound right to me, man. You sorry. <laughs> so... Damn it, now I have to look it up. Shit. Super producer, Manny. <laughs> yes, super producer. Have to make me do this shit. I don't know. It it you know when sometimes you hear something and it kind of clicks in your ear like, hey, that doesn't sound right. I mean, how would you say think it says? I thought it was Dragon Maid. Dragon Maid or Maid Dragon. I don't know. For some reason I always kept saying thinking it was like Maid Dragon. I don't know. In my head it sounds like Dragon Maid. I could be completely wrong though, too. Or we could be just wrong in general. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, super soaked about this anime coming out. I mean, first season, I totally enjoyed it. I know you pretty much enjoyed it as well. Yeah. And, of course, we want to give our support to KyoAni, especially um, I think the director for this anime was passed away during the arson attack. I'd have to recheck my chat and my facts on that. But... Just a lot of stuff was affected personally on a, on a personal level to many fans and people that just love their work and everything. Yep. So I am going to... I'm still searching where this damn article is. <laughs> I know they did uh, put like a new teaser trailer and some new uh, promo visuals 
for anybody that's interested in looking it up and everything. Yeah, and this was the premiere for the show, or is it actually like on Crunchyroll now? No, this is for the show, the actual show. So this is their debut. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Dragon Maid. There you go. Yeah. So July seventh, basically. Okay. For some reason, earlier I read that wrong. I was like, "Oh, it says June seventh. I was like, "Oh, I'm like looking on Crunchyroll. I was like, "I don't see it." Oh, it says July seventh. Got it. Okay, so it's coming. It's, it's coming. coming. All it's right. Coming. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, they always got to get it before us, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what uh, Crunchyroll really got famous for when they started doing uh, multicasting or. The simul simultaneous simultaneously multicasting. Yeah, um, that's what they got famous for in general. In comparison to any other streaming sites like Funimation, from um, a few years ago when Funimation when Crunchyroll got big and legit, because almost any other anime site actually started off as a not a legit site when it comes to streaming services. Uh, but they pretty much led the pathway towards where anime would debut in Japan and then within an hour it would already be streamed online through Crunchyroll whereas Funimation they or like any other sites they would have to wait maybe hours or a few days just to get the localization right uh, localization up and running for people to watch okay so uh, I, I know for sure Japan's going to see it first but then we're going to see it right away as well Got it. So the new season is in and coming in hot. It is. And you know what else is coming in hot? E3. E. Oh, it is time for that, huh? Yep. It is upon us. Actually, this weekend. Oh, okay. Damn. And they went full digital, full, right? Full virtual digital. Yeah, this is all digital now. Yeah, so ESA, I keep forgetting what their damn uh, thing is called, but it's ESA, uh, ESA but... So it's going to be June 12th through the 15th, full virtual, where we're going to have appearances from like Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Square Enix, uh, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers, and Sega, Bandai, uh, Bandai Namco, and many more. I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't list Sony on this, actually. Huh. <laughs> Because you didn't hear me say Sony, did you? I did not. Yeah. I wonder if there's something going on with this article. I don't know. They're trying to buy out somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I think I found it. Nope. Never mind. Super producer Manny. No, I was just trying to figure out what ESA stands for. I, I remember we talked about it last time. Oh, there we goes. Entertainment Software Association. Okay. So they're the group that is in charge of the whole E3 conference and all that stuff. And so what they have actually done is actually created a website portal or an actual f- an app on your on your phone and your mobile device where you can go on and actually watch all this uh, all the streams for everything that's happening. For all the conferences and everything, all the updates, announcements, all that stuff. Very cool. So it doesn't look like it's going to be on Twitch. It's going to be actually straight through their website or app. Yeah, and I'm sure it's probably just a lot easier that way. Yeah, it's probably is, honestly. Well, my question is, are you going to try to view any of it? Maybe June 12th. I doubt June 13th because we're going to be in uh, Auto Club Speedway for NASA. Oh, shit, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I'm going to try Monday and Tuesday, but I we I work those days, so who knows what's going to happen. So most of the time, uh, for sure, most of the time, I'm just going to see updates on Facebook of announcements and people just raging over new stuff that's happening. Okay, so I guess the the push I was trying to get for the answer on you was this is one that you'd actually want to see, even if it's only digital. Yes. Because comparatively, when we talked about like the conventions and stuff, you kind of showed very minimal interest. Like there was very few things you actually wanted to see digital. So my understanding, and if anybody wants to correct me, um, E three to me is like an industry of a conference, not a public conference. I know they made like a cover, uh, separate section for the public, but that's like where you just see like exhibit hall, play demos and everything. 
Whereas the conferences, in I think my idea, and I think I'm correct, is that you have to be in the industry to participate in those conferences or to attend them. Okay, like SEMA. Yes, like SEMA. Okay. So that's why I'm that's why I'm for this event, honestly. Anime events, we know weebs are dirty. Yeah, yeah. Well, question then: If it is more for industry, if it's more geared towards industry, are is the public given access to the same, like conferences or talks or presentations? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, even before on the even before this whole situation with the COVID, and now it's that it's all virtual. Um, even though the only people that were able to actually attend in person were in the industry, they were streaming this for anybody else online to watch to the general public. So it really didn't matter, and they were streaming on Twitch, if I if I remember. Okay. So it was just if you wanted to be there in person and get all the firsthand looks, be uh, in person or anything, you had to be in the industry. Got it. Okay. So you they all have pretty much the same access as just. Or access to the information, just whether or not actually being there. And since mm-hmm. it's digital, it doesn't even matter no more. Yeah, it doesn't really matter anymore at this point. Okay, got it, got it. All right. Well, if uh, maybe if you get... Well, it'd be too late by then. <laughs> I said maybe if you got a schedule, you can talk about some of the ones coming up. But They do have a schedule list already at this point. I mean, for June 12th, we'll be seeing Ubisoft and Gearbox. And then, uh, let's see... It looks like June 13th, you will be having the conference for Xbox, so Microsoft basically, and Beseda. Pretty sure other conferences announcements are going to be glitchy anyway. Yeah, have those two worked out their bugs yet? Like the <laughs> Xbox and the PS5? Uh, no, I mean, Beseda is an actual game company, game software company. Yeah, uh, no, I just because you were mentioning uh, Xbox right now, have they worked out their bugs yet, or are they still... Because I never heard both of them were fucking up. I never actually heard anything from the Xbox uh, series uh, consoles. No? I thought I heard something about them getting all fucked up, too. Oh. Mostly the PS5s, though. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. People blowing vape smoke into their consoles. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Never mind. Yeah, that's right. It was people fucking them up. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was intentionally fucking them up. That, they turned them into hot boxes. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. That's right. Okay, okay. I knew there was something. I just had a picture of an Xbox smoking, and yes, you're right. That's what it was because yes. we talked about that. But the yeah. PS5s were the ones overheating. Yes, overheating, glitching, or crashing, or just having uh, storage issues and everything. Yeah, and then they can't return it to the scalper that bought it. <laughs> Pretty much. Oof. And also that same day, we'll have, it's going to be also Square Enix. Monday, June 14th, we shall be seeing Capcom, Take-Two Interactive, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razer, and some unannounced indie developers. Okay, interesting. That's actually interesting. And then for Tuesday, June 15th, we'll be having Nintendo and Treehouse. That is actually... And Bandai Namco. That is interesting. Nothing on the schedule is Sony. Well, they're not intended. I mean, even with this whole situation, some of these major companies like Nintendo um, and other stuff have started to take the initiative to create their own conferences and announce stuff whenever when they want, not specifically on the weekend or for the event of E3 now. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that eliminates the... The competition, right? The competition for the attention. Mm -hmm. So if Nintendo's planning to release something big, but Xbox overshadows them, that's not a good day. (laughs) Yeah, which is always the case. And is always actually the biggest argument every time when E3 happens. Oh, no, Sony won. Oh, no, Microsoft won. Oh, no, Nintendo won. And you just see all these, like, factions on consoles and everything just, like, fighting over who won the conference, who won the... Basically, E3, basically, each yeah. year. Okay, so do you think maybe they just took themselves out of the equation? I'm going to assume so. Just to give their own, just to have, be able to have their own spotlight when they want it. All right. 
I mean, strategically from like a marketing side, you wait till E3 is over. And as soon as the hype's getting ready to come up and blow up, that's when you release your own thing and try to see if you can overshadow what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the always big the biggest issue is which also games are going to get more attention for people to pre-order, especially. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, what else we got, Manny? And that is pretty much it uh, for E3, honestly. Okay, all so, right. So, again, if anybody wants to check it out, just Google E3 2021, and you'll be able to get a full schedule and everything when you search it up. Sweet. All right. Well, the topic I had today was the ghost popo. Ghost popo. Yeah. So this is a uh, this is coming out of uh, Harris County in Texas. Oh, they have a fleet, like a full fleet lineup of Camaros with ghost police decals on them. Ghost as in like faded out where you can't really see it. Okay. So there's they're getting a little bit of backlash coming on. Obviously, they're targeted to trap people wanting a street race out there. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like their goal for it, right? But the argument, they're getting a lot of backlash because obviously it's a full incognito cop car. And their, their argument is like, okay, if somebody actually needs help, they're not going to notice it's a cop car to flag them down. Like, hey, we need help, motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking of something else. What? I, I was just thinking that they're going to criticize them for maybe thinking it's KKK or something in the car. Well, see, they're not dressed up as ghosts. I know, I know. That, they're not oh. putting on white sheets and then jumping in white Camaros. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm still trying to picture this whole situation. That's why. Fuck you, Manny. No, it's... So I'm sure you've seen, like, those bait cop cars before. Yes. Right? They kind of have those one-offs, you know? Mm-hmm. And you might see one, like, literally just one, just kind of floating around, and it's like an undercover or something. But apparently they have a full fleet, and I'm talking about 15 cars or so. Hmm. And they're cruising around the highways in the area, trying to basically pop people for street racing and get, you know, kind of... To me, it sounds like a form of almost entrapment. Like, you're almost creating a squad just to entrap people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a kind of a blurry line between public safety and uh, just just downright kind of some dirty tactics, you know? Yeah. I, I think that falls under some dirty tactics. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't really do it anymore, but if a car came and antagonized you and you went for it and found out it was a cop, <laughs> how does that work? You know what I mean? How are you going to... That, that has to be some form of entrapment, you know? And provoke. Yeah, pretty pretty much, actually. I mean, of course, when you try to explain it to the judge, he's going to take his word for it because he's got the badge, and you don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to catch you every time. <laughs> I mean, that's what I do, honestly. Um, once it, once I have people trying to antagonize me on the road, I just ignore them. Some will try to be will try so hard to get me to run with them. I was like, dude, I'm not going to do it. Just Just leave me alone. Yeah. And it's always the challengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Well, you know they're kind of going away now too, right? How so? Uh, it seems like um, Dodge kind of made a statement that they're not really going to be kind of gearing towards V8s for too much longer. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, because I, th- I, th- I was cons- I was actually picturing them putting fucking Hellcat engines in almost every car already. So far. you know, that's not to say they might not go out with a big hurrah. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, that's kind of like their style. As much as you know, I'm not a huge Dodge fan, you know, but that is kind of like their style. I could see them going out with a little bit more of a bang. You know, mm-hmm. um, apparently there's even talks that they're going to be making a Hornet. I did hear about that. Yes. Yeah, it's supposed to be a, a little subcompact SUV. I did see that. I don't know how much horsepower, but it says they're going to share. It's going to. It's probably going to share a platform with a. Uh, I think it's a Alfa Romeo. 
one of their little crossovers or something. Oh, God. Which has like a little four-cylinder well, turbo, 300 horsepower. I'm assuming Alfa Romero is owned by Fiat since Fiat owns Dodge. I'm well, it's all uh, Stellantis or something yeah, like yeah. that. Stellantis? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Stellantis? Sure. <laughs> I forget what the hell it's called. But yes, it's all owned by that company now anyways. It's Atlantis. Sure. We'll work with that. <laughs> but yeah, so it little 300 horsepower little thing, but they're going to kind of, you know, dig deep into the old names of the of the original Dodge Chrysler company, you know? And I'm assuming like uh shit, I keep forgetting that I keep I know we just talked about that name Stellantis. Sure. They're an Italian company, correct? Yes, correct. I mean, we also had a Dodge or or Ram since Ram separated from Dodge in 2010 to make their own line of cars, which is just basically trucks. But we did we also have the Ram 1500 Eco Diesel, which is basically an Italian diesel engine inside of it. Um, I have an uncle that has one, but he said it does not perform as well. As well as what? Uh, it just doesn't perform as you would expect from a, like a 1500 truck, honestly. Really? Oh, I, I mean, it's diesel, but it's a, it's a very small diesel engine in comparison to like a Cummings diesel. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess to the diesels of your, mm-hmm. okay, well, we'll see what's in the books for them, right? Yeah. But uh, with that, let's see what else we have going on. The Toyota GR. Well, the GR branding. GR branding. Oh, okay, okay. So that's kind of the branding, like the Super GR, right? Yeah, kind of like uh, how we talked about there was one GR that was coming out in Mexico. Or it came out already. That was the Yaris, and we mm. didn't get any. <laughs> and then we talked about that they're going to be releasing potentially a Corolla of it. Okay. So the article I was reading up on was basically talking about the expansion of the GR brand. So we're expecting GR almost everything. I don't know about almost everything, but it just seems like they they might be expanding on it a little bit more. We might start seeing some more of it. Huh, just like Hyundai with their N-Line. So interesting thing is half of the article was comparing it to the Veloster, the Sonata. The, the, the basically the N-Lines. Yeah, the N-Lines. Okay, okay. So it's kind of like... It it's funny that, you know, Hyundai was playing catch up for so long. Not to say that they're ahead, but in the sense of this branding of this idea of having a little performance side. I'm pretty sure branding, you know. I just thought about this right now. I'm pretty sure Hyundai gave the motivation to Dodge to put the Hellcat in almost every car they have so far. How so? I don't know, I'm just making shit up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was well, like we're like I was like oh what can we do better on this car? It's like put a Hellcat engine in it. Well, I mean Dodge has always done that. I know that that's always been their mo. Even with the Viper, they're like let's put it in a truck. <laughs> oh, the SRT10 is. Yeah. Those are kind of expensive still. Very. I don't. Those. That's probably a truck that's not going to lose its value very easy. I was actually looking at those for a good while. Yeah. Yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would go for many other things before that one, to be honest. Like the GMC Cyclone. Those would be pretty gnarly. Yes. (laughs) But anyways, yeah. So it's almost kind of funny that Hyundai almost seems like they're not, obviously, like I said, they're not ahead of Toyota. Mm -hmm. But they did catch on to this much faster. Yes. You know what I mean? They almost had a, I wish they would have done better with their marketing. And their recalls. I mean, that too. But (laughs) if they would have done way much better with their marketing, I feel like I would be a bit more of a fan. Because I kind of find out. With Hyundai? Heck yeah. I mean, Hyundai's been actually pretty well off on their marketing, especially into sports events. I know you don't watch sports events too much. But in comparison, like when when I see like soccer games, I see them. Oh, you're talking about that. Okay, okay. I see their presence. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a different kind of marketing, though. That's mm-hmm. just the brand, the brand, the brand. You push the brand. You put the name out there. You know what I mean? And I'm guessing you're talking about the actual the performance. Yeah, the performance. They're doing well, right? They've done the whole Genesis thing, which has done really, really well for itself. Yes. And now they're pushing the end lines after the, after the Veloster, you know? And, you know, I'm kind of finding out about these kind of on the back burner, 
Like, I didn't know the specs on the Sonata until I actually physically looked it up out of curiosity. I think we looked it up because we saw one at the Saboa Casino. We were talking about it, huh? Uh, we were talking about a friend who wanted one. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know how much horsepower they came with. I was kind of <laughs> surprised. Like, fuck, all right. <laughs> like, that's pretty badass. They're doing some good stuff over there. So I'm glad to see that maybe Toyota is going to dip their toe a little bit and keeping some kind of performance in, you know? Mm -hmm. If the markets are selling for that, like N-lines are selling really well, GRs are selling really well, as we kind of ease this transition into appliance electric, you know? <laughs> or maybe put that twin turbo V in the Supra. I mean, just give the Supra a manual. I just want a manual in there. <laughs> True, true. But basically what I'm trying to get out is that if these companies see that there's a, a market for these performance model, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's a Sonata sedan, right? But they the N line is selling more because people want some performance out of it. Maybe we won't get so much mundane appliance electric cars. We'll actually get some, hey, let's make some sporty, well-tuned suspension, well-handling little electric cars, you know? I think it sends a message, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, these kinds of things will send a message. And if, if the market responds and they're selling and they're doing well, I think it would be stupid not to produce the electric cars in the same fashion. And take advantage of it. Exactly. I mean, it's capitalism, right? We yes. want They want to make the money. They want to sell their product well. Hopefully, enough people are buying these to where it's like, yeah, you know what? There's a market for this. We need to make sure when we go all electric or we do whatever, do get rid of the um, the ICE engines, that we have something for these performance heads that are obviously have been buying our cars for the last 10 years, right? Yeah. So little bit of hopefulness. <laughs> if they bring it to the U.S. Uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. If, I mean, if GR doesn't come to the U.S., apparently we have N. True. <laughs> the Veloster N was not... It's not bad, dude. It's not. They're not bad looking either. Like, that would be a pretty decent alternative to a Type R. You think so? I think so. I mean... I haven't heard much about like uh, if they have any issues out on the track, or I haven't at least I haven't heard anything like the RS, the Focus RS of them popping head gaskets every, everywhere. Ooh, you know, yes, that's true. Because uh, even a buddy of ours, you know, he's already done the head gasket thing once. He's about to have it done again. Oh uh, yeah, I know right? what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he told us that he's about to send it to the dealership one more time to have the head gasket done again. And it's kind of like fuck. It's a badass car but if this is a consistent problem then it's maybe not something you want to be in all the time you know i know the solution gorilla glue i mean it works for the hair so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know too much of how much it's been tr tested you know what i mean but at least as far as price and what the performances look like the Velostrand looks like a pretty good option to the type r true like i, I was pretty surprised by it mm -hmm. but uh anyways manny let's roll on to the next thing well actually before that right now that i was looking at it so quick question yes should we redesign our logo i mean I do like it, but I feel like it's still missing something. Okay. I felt attacked this weekend and offended. Very, very offended. That's a first. I, no, not, I mean, not really, but I was kind of like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so twice this weekend, I kind of got, you know, because I've been wearing the hat, but I pretty much go to work, come home. I don't really get to do shit, right? Yeah. So at the... Uh, shred the trend event somebody walked by and they kind of did those you know when you kind of walk by and you kind of take a double take and you kind of stop for a second to look like oh look at that mm -hmm. you recognize something right yeah so somebody walked by and they stopped and they looked like they recognized something i'm like no fucking way like they recognize the podcast logo this isn't the place you know like <laughs> but they stopped and it goes 
oh, I thought that was a Raider hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Raider Nation. I was like, oh, fuck. I got to change this now. <laughs> oh, that is funny. I was Wait, like, was he Latino? It was a she. Was she Latino? She was uh she was white. She was not I don't I don't think she was Hispanic or anything. That's weird. It was weird. It was weird. But uh yeah, after that I was kinda like, ah fuck. <laughs> I have that fucking thing in the back of my car. Now I'm wondering if every time I'm driving by people are like, Oh look, a raider sticker. <laughs> oh shit. It made me sad. Maybe sad. I remember I was at a I was at a family reunion and we were all talking about football and stuff. And my cousins uh, they were saying we say, Oh yeah, we we like the San San Diego Chargers. Well now they're the LA Chargers. But at the time they were the San Diego Chargers. And my cousin uh turns over and he was like, Hey man, he was like, oh, so what's your team? I was like, uh, oh, for me it's the Green Bay Packers. And he gives me like this weird look. I was like, What? No, I just, I just like, no, that's kinda weird. I didn't think you would go for the Green Bay Packers. It's like, yeah, that's my that's my team actually. Uh, or did you just assume that since I'm Mexican, I'm supposed to go for the Raiders like every other Mexican? And almost all my cousins just gave me 30 looks. <laughs> 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 so and we're going to throw tangents on top of tangents. I know, I know, I know. Oh, hold on. Just one more. <laughs> so I used to work loss prevention mm-hmm. year many moons ago, right? So I was, oh, I was watching the cameras and... Okay, like oh, I'm gonna say about this, I'm gonna say the quiet parts out loud. There is profiling to a certain extent, right? Like I knew my shoplifters for that store. Mm-hmm. This was a J.C. Penney store. I feel like we talked about this actually. I probably told you this story, but I just don't remember if we talked about it on the on here. Probably not. I don't think so. I, I think I've only done like one, um, like one of the LP stories. Mm. But so you know we we know our shoplifter basically, and there's certain areas and certain things that we watch. So like if there's a certain person in a certain area, we watch it because we know that's typically what happens. As bad as it might sound, kind of the no, the arrest numbers don't fucking lie. <laughs> so in the men's department, if you see some kid looking kind of like choloed out. You watch your jerseys and you watch your white tees. <laughs> like, that's just the way it goes, right? So there was a fucking little cholo kid and he had a Raiders jersey on. And he's walking around. He has like a little uh, backpack on. I was like, okay, cool, easy money. Let's fucking follow him for a second, you know? And, you know, the cameras, if nobody's ever seen them before... And mind you, this was over 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. They do have like full 360 motion. They zoom in pretty well. They are full color. Like I'm sure the new ones now are probably even gnarlier than when I was doing it, you know? So I'm following him with the cameras. And, you know, of course, he went to the fucking white tees and he threw a couple packets in his uh, back backpack. And he went to the jerseys. And what does he pick up on the jersey? Um, Chargers jersey. While wearing a Raiders jersey? Yes, while wearing a Raiders jersey. And he fucking throws that in his backpack. (laughs) Now, my manager at the time was like a legit Raiders fan, like to the bone kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was so pissed watching that. (laughs) (laughs) So we had, we, um, because I was the quote-unquote rookie i was the young guy that just kind of got into it you know they pretty much sent me out for every stop (laughs) they didn't want to get up they're like no you go get him you go get him so he did try to run and we had to like kind of bump him into like some bushes or whatever we (laughs) brought him in and uh when we get him into the room and he's all upset and i'm you know because it was my case and i'm the quote arresting officer or whatever I have to write my paperwork out and whoever else is with me, which happened to be my manager had to sit in the room with him and watch him and do the, the paperwork side while I did the computer side. 
And I just heard him talking shit the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Are you even a Raiders fan? Who's their quarterback? Like, (laughs) I look over. (laughs) I look over and he's so mad. And this kid's like crying. And (laughs) he's like, I just took it because, you know, my homie likes him and blah, blah, blah. He's like bawling and he's in my manager. My manager looks so mad and offended that he stole a Chargers jersey while he was fronting Raiders stuff. It was hilarious. Okay. So, yeah, that's. There's no football loyalty. <laughs> Maybe he was just like you said. He just. He had to rock Raiders because of. Uh, he's Mexican. Hispanic time. <laughs> All right, Manny. But uh, I guess we can talk about the design later on then. Yeah, we'll talk about the design later on. I, I don't know if I want to keep getting mistaken for a Raiders logo. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of bugged me. Okay, okay. More, Maybe more than it should have, but okay. yeah, we'll see. But uh, let's talk some race car, Manny. Okay. So I'm bringing up this topic because, like I said, I'm kind of doing some moves behind the scenes. And... Uh, some of it car related, some of it house related, just kind of doing some different things to set myself up for I guess more racing. Yes. <laughs> more track days. Right now I kind of feel like there's too many other it's not so much that I have myself stretched thin, it's just that I like to kind of have a good cushion all the time, right? Yes. So I want to rework some finances and rework some things to where I can go to the track as often as I want while feeling comfortable about what I'm also throwing in my savings account. Yes. You know what I mean? Adult decisions, I guess. (laughs) Bad financial mistakes. You know, both at the same time, I'm making really good financial decisions so I can make bad ones on the side. (laughs) Uh, That is me as well. So that's kind of where I'm going for, but I'm kind of second-guessing the Fox body build a little bit. Huh. Reason being, I really love the fucking car. (laughs) And when I think about when it comes time to actually track it which is fine i want to track it you know eventually i do want to track it but i do want to track once twice sometimes maybe even three times a month we'll see you know and eventually get to a point where the car is obviously uh, trailered and not really driven on the street Mm -hmm. and then i kind of started thinking about you know i cruised it on the weekend yes and i was like huh i won't be able to do this (laughs) And somehow some part of me that knowing I couldn't drive it on the weekend and just take it out on the street, I was kind of like, huh, I'd have to buy another one or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just really enjoy driving that car, even as a casual cruise around, you know? So I'm guessing you're already looking up other Fox bodies, aren't you? Well, the thing is, I'm just looking up other track cars in general. Oh, okay. That's why I said, what is your race car like? What's your opinion on this? Because what I'm doing is I'm debating on one side cost, right? A smaller car, lighter weight car is going to be easy on consumables. Smaller tires are cheaper to buy. You know what I mean? Shoot, it probably has a smaller engine that sips some gas, you know? (laughs) Versus if I got something bigger that's going to be heavier, harder on consumables, Bigger tires, you know what I mean? Go through brakes faster and probably guzzles up more gas, right? But I'll have a lot more power. And power's pretty fucking fun. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm kind of like torn on where I want to go with it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm also trying to decide about, you know, end goal, right? End End goal, at least in my mind right now, is still wheel to wheel. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to go into like tt or st eventually maybe i'll be satisfied there but in my mind i'm still in my mind i'm still thinking wheel to wheel is where i want to go and where's the competition excuse me right there's not a huge amount of american iron yeah there's not as much as i love that platform there's not a big uh, competition for it other side if i go towards like um honda challenge 
there's a lot more competing. It's just a whole new different platform for me that I haven't really messed around with in like 15 years. <laughs> it's been forever since I've had a Golden Era Honda. And then there's also the Euro side with like the E36s. They have the uh, E30 class and I think they have like a Euro or a 3. I think it's a Euro, a general Euro class and a model, a Series 3 class. Yeah. So I... I have, you know, and I've expressed it before that I've I've had a little German bug where I wanted like a, a German BMW for a while, you know? Yeah. But I kind of don't want to work on a German car. I've had, you know, they're always so weird to me. They Instead of going from A to B, they go from A to C to D to B, you know? <laughs> I just don't like working on German cars. So I'm super torn on where I want to go. What is your thing? What, what like if you were gonna get a car as a dedicated thing? Where's what's your race car? What is my race car? This is interesting, just because I'm barely starting. Like you already think about your end goal, but I still haven't even started my starting point in my. This is true. So this is interesting, just on my end, just thinking about this question. Well. So, like, maybe we can make this, like, a homework thing. Mm -hmm. You kind of start your first track day, and maybe this is something that you could think about ahead of time. So, when it comes time that you want something dedicated for the track, again, if you get the bug, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to get your first track day. You're going to get your taste of it. And if you catch that bug, like, hey, this is something I really want to do more often. Yeah. Maybe it's something to start prepping for now. You know, as soon as you kind of know. I kind of feel like I jumped into it. I had a ton of fun. I've had a ton of fun with the Type R, but let's be real. That shit's expensive to fucking track. <laughs> and if I fuck that thing up, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I mean, how do you think I feel with the Mustang? Well, you're just starting, though. Like, you're not, you're not pushing the car to those limits yet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting to the point where I am finally feel like I'm starting to push the car a little bit. And I'm not at the car's limit, but I'm starting to push it more, you know? Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like thinking like, okay, where do I want to end up at? What would be something I can do and, and track all the time and work for me? While at the same time keeping me satisfied, you know? Yeah. I don't want to get something too, too slow because I I love, I do love the power, you know? <laughs> In all honesty, I get the appeal of the lightweight, you know, smaller cars. They handle amazing and everything, but... I don't I don't know how I don't know if it would satisfy me, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it might be something I have to like rent one out or something. Just to test it out. Yeah, rent one out, test it out, drive it, and see if it still gives me that giddy feeling all the way, you know? Mm -hmm. Or if I end up kind of like zoning out in the straightaways because I'm like, ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I don't know. I'm in debates. I'm kind of researching a lot of stuff and that's why I figured this would be a good question, but it is true this is kind of your beginning stages for you. Yeah. So maybe we could pose this as a question in the future for you. Yeah. Right? We'll get you we'll get your taste in a little bit. We'll get you started and then see maybe where your mind evolves to on what your race car is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz yeah, I feel like I'm going through a uh, car enthusiast spiritual journey right now. <laughs> spiritual journey. So we'll we'll kind of see what's going on with that. For sure. But uh, I mean, going into that, we have NASA coming up. Yep, NASA is actually this Sunday. So, like as like we said earlier, hope uh, there might be a chance for us to watch like E uh, three on Sunday. But who knows if we can get the chance to watch it. Because we do have NASA event at Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. Yeah, 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 and I'm I'm excited for it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I don't know if <clears throat> I'm trying to think about how many events there's left there. Uh, for NASA, I think I mean. Well, that's the last one for NASA. I just mean for Auto Club in general. I mean, we have Street Ventures. I've been seeing a lot of events on their side. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we're not fully done yet. Mm -hmm. We're not fully done yet, but yeah, it, uh, I, I, we got to find a uh, maybe an update article or something 
about if they've moved and officially set a date for actually stopping that track. The demolition, basically? Yeah, basically the full demolition of that. Yeah. Because if we have all of next season, that'd be great. Ooh, yes. Because I still want to see if I can match that one guy's time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. So he's he's been the time I've been chasing this whole time. and That's your end goal right there. I don't know about end goal. At first, it was kind of like, hey, if I can get close... Then I've earned some mods. Okay, was, okay, that's that's your checkpoint then. Yes, exactly. That was my checkpoint. Kind of like I kind of sent a benchmark for myself, right? I went out once, I went out twice, and I hunted down the fastest, mostly stock, right? As stock as possible, since I'm stock, right? Yeah. Just the fastest stock as possible time I could find from anybody driving that car out there, and just go, okay, cool. How far off I am, am I from this guy, right? And that's just kind of what I've been chasing. And at first it was kind of like, yeah, if I can get close, then I'll reward myself with some power mods, you know? <laughs> okay, okay. But then as I started getting closer, I'm kind of like, fuck, I'd really love to match it. <laughs> you know? I'd really, really love to like actually compare to a driver that has that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Because the guy that said that said it, he does a bunch of competitions. He races a ton of different cars, and he's a skilled guy, man. So it'd be awesome to really try to get match his time. Don't know if that'll ever happen. But uh, Manny, what are your goals for NASA? My goals is, I mean, pretty much just experience it for the, actually experience it. Unlike we couldn't do it on March, honestly. Yeah. So the goal is to actually experience it. Yeah. Well, you're going to have a, an instructor. Mm-hmm. At least like you're actually going to get your in-car instructor. That's good. Definitely. How's your mental preparation? Are you nervous? I'm nervous, but like the... Uh, what's the word? Like the good kind of nervous. I'm like hyped. You're hyped. I'm nervous, and but hyped. Okay. All right, all right. <clears throat> but you're pretty much ready to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh just picked up some oil from our sponsor Scott from TFT. Uh so I'm going to be doing a fresh oil change this week. Plus it's already due time for an oil change anyway. So I've been just like driving the car a lot just to get those miles in for the, the actual oil change instead of just just like doing an early oil change honestly. I mean, you don't put a ton of miles on know, the car know, anyways <laughs> so i got the oil changed i'm gonna do a, a recheck on the brakes see how we're doing pretty sure the tires are good still uh got the helmet i'm probably just gonna do blue tape on the doors for the numbers well we, we could plot you out some oh that's true yeah i could plot you out some numbers yeah definitely definitely i got vinyl right behind you we'll plot you out some numbers so did you which what numbers did you choose 103 103 why we already talked about this i don't remember it's just my birthday oh okay okay cool well i have vinyl right behind you we can plot you out some numbers before the day yeah definitely shoot me a reminder (laughs) i will will forget i will will. shoot me a reminder we'll plot you out some numbers and we'll get those put on there before the date totally all right (laughs) yeah so pretty much just check brakes got the helmet numbers tires i mean i think i'm set or what do you or do you think do you have anything else in mind i mean normal as a general thing besides that prep it's kind of like uh what you're taking with you some basic tools a jack of course you know um uh pressure a pressure uh tire checker you know to check your tire pressure Mm -hmm. canopy chairs ice cooler Just kind of like some basic, basic stuff. A torque wrench for your wheels. After you do your run, you want to make sure you retorque everything down. Make sure okay. everything is nice and tight. You definitely don't want anything wiggling loose. <laughs> I'll take an air compressor and an impact gun. You don't need all that. No oogadoogas here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just some basic stuff. And I mean, I'll probably have everything already. Mm-hmm. So you might not even really need to take anything maybe other than, I don't know. Some ice. <laughs> we'll throw the coolers, you know? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get some ice for the coolers and stuff. That's pretty much it, man. It's it's Your car is new, so it's 
the easiest setup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's not much you have to worry about other than your own safety and just getting comfortable out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for you. Uh, we're going to be meeting up with the with the guys from 91 Octane. Yes, that we are. I'm sure we're going to see Jaime from Race FF Pod. As well, yes. So I'm excited for it. And uh, hopefully, if anybody's listening, if they want to register, there's probably still spots open. So there is a chance we might see Leo there too. Leo, really? So he hasn't given me full details of how this is possible, but he said he, there he might get be there as well. Okay, well, I don't think they restrict spectators anymore. No, it's actually race. Really? Yes. Ooh, that's exciting. Can't wait to dust him on the track. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still an enigma on what car I'm going to bring anyway, yeah. but maybe we'll cover that after the track day. <laughs> okay, okay. But with that, Manny, let's call that an episode. Yeah. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, want to send an Unaccepted Rev, uh, send some death threats. You can email us at UnacceptedPodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Johnny.